This is Dennis Dunaway of the original Alice Cooper group, listening to Rock Strikes 10. Hey, this is Dick Wagner, and you're listening to Rock Strikes 10. Hey, this is Ryan Roxy from the Alice Cooper Band, and you are listening to Rock Strikes 10, whether it's Saturday night or any night of the week. What's up, everybody? It's Glenn Sobel from the Alice Cooper Band, and you are listening and rocking out to Rock Strikes 10. Check it out. Hi, this is Nita Strauss from the Alice Cooper Band, and you're listening to Rock Strikes 10. Turn it up. What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and the music is for the people. We at Rock Strikes 10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels, or hopefully by the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock
Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. Okay, yes, doing some more catch-up for the next couple episodes and just stuff I wanted to celebrate here, a few anniversaries, a couple of traditions that I've not consistently done over the last few years. So writing a bunch of wrongs and getting back on track and getting into the groove of this current year here of 2024. And something I've attempted to do every year, and I don't think I've done it every single year, but I've done it through a good amount of the history here of Rock Strikes 10 over the 10 plus years I've been doing it. Trying to make a point to celebrate the birthday every year of Mr. Alice Cooper, one of my all-time favorite artists. We're celebrating Alice Cooper the group, Alice Cooper the man, Alice Cooper the performer, Alice Cooper the songwriter, and Alice Cooper the music catalog. So yes, it's like space balls. So yeah, and as you could tell right there, and in case you hadn't heard that one before, and that would be exposing the fact that you didn't go see Alice on the last tour in the last year or so, that was Lock Me Up, the second track off of Razor Fist and Yell from 1987. The other reason I wanted to play that is if you did go see him perform live within the last year or so, you heard like half of that song because that was the opener on the tour. And about halfway through, he gives up on it. And they go slam it into another song. So I wanted to play the entire song here for my friends of the show here on Rock Strikes 10, just in case you hadn't heard it all the way through yet. Definitely a cool tie-in there to one of the more all-time great moments in Alice's history. That was Robert England doing the voiceover there, playing the voice of the judge at the beginning of Lock Me Up. Of course, the iconic Freddy Krueger, Robert England, such a great actor, and if you didn't know this, Alice actually plays Freddy Krueger's stepdad, his abusive stepdad in Freddy's Dead, The Final Nightmare. So in, in canon, as they, they like to say nowadays, Alice Cooper is in the Freddy Krueger universe. I mean, Alice Cooper, the actor, playing a fictional abusive stepfather, not the actual character in the universe. You, you understand what I'm saying. Okay, Alice has played himself in other TV shows and movies, but every now and then, every now and then, he's played a fictional character that's not just his stage persona. Okay, so the other reason I just was like, let's let's do Alice's birthday, because I do love to celebrate and honor it. It is Alice's 76th birthday this year here in 2024, according to all the different sites that I checked. Everybody's saying 76 years, so I'm going with it. Alice is actually older than my mom. So there, there you have it. Okay, all right. But the other cool thing about me just doing an Alice show, since I haven't done one in a while, is that Alice made it really easy for me this year to do a birthday special. I always struggle to like play stuff that I haven't played before on the birthday show, or am I going to do Alice covers this year? I wasn't quite sure what I wanted to do. I was maybe thinking of doing a mixture of both. But honestly, Alice has given us so many releases and been a part of so many things even just over the last calendar year or so, that it's going to be easy just to spotlight a lot of the new product that's out there for you to check out and buy if you're a big Alice fan. Play some catch-up. There's a lot of stuff to get into, and I'm going to get into it here. Of course, we're going to play a couple of rarities. 
some earlier rarities that maybe you haven't heard before. Like I try to do, I try to dig things up here on every Alice birthday show. In addition to just playing personal faves, but yeah, I want to focus a lot on the releases that came out over the last year or so. Like this one right here, just last year, Hollywood Vampires, of course, Alice's other band. The Hollywood Vampires, they put out their first official live album, Live in Rio. I believe it's the Rock in Rio Festival, if I'm not mistaken, from 2015. And even since then, because of the nature of the band, the lineup has changed since this particular performance. But even in this performance itself, there's people coming in and out of the band. So uh, the principal players, if you don't know, you got Alice on lead vocals, the great Joe Perry from Aerosmith on lead guitar, some vocals. You got a longtime Alice cohort in Tommy Hendrickson on other guitar. And on other guitar, <laughs> we've got Johnny Depp, the showpiece of the band. And according to the credits on this particular release, a guy named Bruce Whitkin playing fourth guitar in the band. Uh, the other thing that makes this performance unique is a little extra meat on the bone for you. If you need to get further enticed about this release, the rhythm section on this particular performance for most of the show is the Use Your Illusion lineup of Guns N' Roses. So yes, Duff McKagan on bass guitar and great background vocals and Matt Sorum on drums. You also got Lizzie Hale guesting on a track. Uh, Andres Kisser, if I'm even saying that name right, I never know how to say it, from Sepultura. He comes in and guests guitar on a track. And also Zach Starkey, son of Ringo Starr and Who drummer. Uh, he comes in and plays about a third of the show on drums, I think towards the end of the show, if I'm not mistaken. The track listing is unique enough to make it in addition to your current Alice Cooper collection. And it's got the different formats out there. I, I believe they repeated the format that they did for Life from the AstroTurf. Uh, if you get the CD, you get the Blu-ray. And if you get the vinyl, you get the DVD. So there you go. I, I'm going to have to get both formats because I'm that fan. For right now, I've got the CD Blu-ray to get into. Uh, but yeah, get into this track right here. This is a song that Alice actually covered around the time of that first track I played, around the Raise Your Fist and Yell era, going into the Trash era. So between those two releases, Alice put out a cover song of one of his all-time favorite songs, a spirit song called I've Got a Line on You, probably their biggest song. And that was featured in the Iron Eagle 2 movie soundtrack. But we're not going to hold that against him because it's a cool performance, even if you go track down that original version he did with the solo band in 88. Uh, he resurrected this song once again for the first Hollywood Vampires album, and they play it right here as well on Live in Rio. And I wanted to include this because I think this version blows away the one on Hollywood Vampires. A lot of energy on this. So yeah, check it out. Here's Hollywood Vampires Live with Spirits. I've got a line on you. Take a baby 
I got a line on you live in Rio 2015 from the Hollywood Vampires right there. Hope you enjoyed that. And I'm going to do a double shot next here for the Alice birthday episode. And I'm even going to have you play along with me at home. Let's see if you can get this one. I haven't done a trivia question in a long time on the show. It's not anything that's part of my quote-unquote regular format, but I got one for you. And this one just kind of came to me the other day as I was putting this show together. And I like this as a trivia question because I do not believe that even if you tried Googling online to try to cheat, I don't think the answer's in there at all. You just have to know it. Maybe a few of you out there will get it, but uh, I got a trivia question for you. But let me set up this double shot and then I'll ask the trivia question because it has to do with the two songs we're about to play. Okay, ready? Clear your head. Let's go. Okay. So this next track actually is a very, very rare track in the Alice canon. It is a song that Alice recorded for the initial Slash solo album. So yes, we're tying into the Hollywood Vampire set with some more Guns members. Slash, always a part of Alice's history, whether it's a fan or as a performer on his albums, guest starring, uh, playing on A Fistful of Alice, like Slash is part of the family. So when Slash put out his first real solo album, I'm talking not Snake Pit albums, but he put out like just the first album that was just called Slash. And it was around the late 2000s. And much like some other famous guitarists like Tony Iommi and Carlos Santana, since Slash can't sing, every track has a different singer on it, or maybe they do like an instrumental or something like that. But there's always big guest stars on each track, much like those particular albums I mentioned. And Slash's record is really fun. I don't like it as much as the Iommi record, but it's just right under it. But yes, of course, Alice turned up for the sessions and did a song with Slash. But the particular track in question that Alice recorded for Slash's self-titled solo album actually didn't make the final cut of most versions. And I guess I should say most versions meaning the American version. But speaking of other versions, there's so many different variants of this album. It is insane. Different countries that have different bonus tracks, uh, even like iTunes, Napster, just all the different places, they all have their own version of this album, whether it's physical or digital, what have you. And the Alice Cooper track that got cut off of the original track list makes its appearance on a good amount of the bonus versions. Figured that makes it rare enough that we can play it here on the show. If I played this on the show, it must have been years ago, and forgive me if I've already played it, but like this is a rare boy, so hey, let's play it here on the birthday show, even if it's been a few years. Okay, so this track in question is called Baby Can't Drive, and it's actually kind of a duet, even though Alice sings most of the vocals on here. It's between Alice and Nicole Scherzinger, who was the lead vocalist of the Pussycat Dolls, if you remember them. They had a couple of years in the spotlight. And rounding out the band besides Slash, of course, you got Flea on bass and Steven Adler from the original Guns N' Roses on drums. So yeah, fun lineup right there, and it's a fun little track. So I'm going to play that first on the double shot, and then we're going to finish it off with Alice guest starring on Nita Strauss's latest solo album from last year, and that track is called Winner Takes All. So now that I've set all that up, here's the trivia question. Ready? Pop quiz, hot shot. Okay, so besides these two songs, 
and just kind of like basically music in general, what do Alice Cooper, Nicole Scherzinger, and Nita Strauss all have in common? All right. You got about seven minutes to figure it out. So here you go. Enjoy the tunes, and I'll see you on the other end with the answer.
right, there you have it. Alice over there jamming with the ladies on that twofer right there. Start things off with Baby Can't Drive from the Slash album featuring Nicole Scherzinger, Slash, of course, Flea, and Steven Adler. And then we finished off that double shot with something off of Nita Strauss's latest album. Of course, Nita is Alice's current lead guitar player. If I could reference Frank Zappa a little bit, uh, she's the stunt guitar player in the band. Uh, and that's from her latest solo album called The Call of the Void. And Alice, of course, appears on that one track. And to me, it sounds like Tommy Hendrickson's there in the mix, even just with the vocals. And I feel like anytime Alice steps foot in a studio, that Tommy is not far behind. But that's just speculation. I don't have the physical in front of me of the Nita record, but I think that is the case. Anyway, nothing wrong with it, just an observation. But okay, you've waited long enough. Hopefully you've been racking your brain a little bit. Like I said, I feel like maybe a couple of people out there might get this. But, and this is a weird one too. So you have to think outside the box a little bit, but maybe you got it out there. Okay, so what do Alice Cooper, Nicole Scherzinger, and Nita Strauss all have in common? All of them in different years appeared and performed in a way, in a sense, at a WrestleMania. So yeah, it's WrestleMania season. So it just kind of came to me, uh, Alice appeared at WrestleMania 3 in 1987 in Detroit, fittingly. And Nicole Scherzinger appeared at the top of WrestleMania 25 in Houston, Texas to sing America the Beautiful. And at WrestleMania 34 in New Orleans, Nita Strauss uh, on her guitar played Shinsuke Nakamura to the ring on the huge ramp. Great, great uh, moment right there. Go look that one up. And a uh, fun fact, uh, yeah, I did not see Alice at WrestleMania 3. I would have loved to have been at WrestleMania 3. I was a little too young, and I, w- I wasn't quite a fan yet, weirdly enough. Maybe in an alternate universe, I could have gone to it by going to visit my aunt and uncle and cousins out in Lansing, Michigan. But uh, hey, say la vie. But I was at WrestleMania 25 and 34, so I saw both of those other performances. I saw the ladies at WrestleMania. Nita was awesome. So speaking of bragging about being there, we're going to play a couple of live tracks here, another double shot. And the next four songs are taken from the latest two deluxe edition releases. So if you're not aware of this, Rhino Records finally got back on the Alice Cooper deluxe edition train after being gone for a legit 24 years and finally was like, oh, let's put out some Alice Cooper Deluxe Editions on vinyl and CD. Last time they even touched that notion was when they did Billion Dollar Babies, like around the year 2000 or 2001 or something like that. Great two-CD set, and the releases here of Killer and Schools Out follow the same format. Uh, I got a gripe on the CD versions of these latest Deluxe Editions, and they're very cheap thin paper two-disc things, whereas the Billion Dollar Babies one from 24 years ago is on a nice, thick, kind of paper, hard plastic thing. So much better. It looks so much better, uh, you know, on the spine and everything. So they really cheaped out on the CDs with this one, but I'm still going to get them. I'm just mad about it. But all the supplemental material is just a hardcore fan's dream, so I'm all about it. I hope they do everything that they have a license for in the Rhino Warner catalog for Alice Cooper. I'll, I'll buy them all. So, yeah. And the record releases, the vinyl releases of these are especially great. If you can afford them, they are worth it. I, I would probably still say for hardcore fans only, though. 
You get a full live show on each collection, and you get a few studio alternate takes, and I think a couple of singles mixes and stuff like that. So what I'm going to do is split the two releases, kind of play them back-to-back, and then go back-to-back again. And in this twofer, we're going to focus on some highlights from the live sets on the two new deluxe editions. And then on the next twofer, we're going to play stuff like studio outtakes and just stuff you haven't heard if you've just heard the regular album. So I figure that's a good way to break them up. So we're going to kick off this particular twofer on the live tip of the new deluxe editions with Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Slave and I'll be a stranger, yeah. Well, we could be in passion, we could be in danger, yeah. you on the boat, put your arm in my winter. You can put my leg up in a thing, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
right, some cool new live vault tracks there from the latest two Alice Cooper Deluxe Edition releases on Rhino Records. So that first track was Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. That song originally appeared on the Killer album, probably the least famous and noteworthy track on the Killer album, even though it's still a fun song. So it being played live to me is very much a rarity, so I wanted to include a version of that. That song actually appears live on both releases, and honestly, both of the live shows, I think they're both just taken from the School's Out tour, if not the Killer tour. Yeah, I feel like they're both the School's Out tour that they take both of those live shows from, so that's kind of weird that they did that, but I guess these were the two best shows they had in the vault as far as ones that sounded good for proper release or if it was easy to clean up, I don't know, but... That second track you heard, of course, Halo of Flies, my favorite Alice Cooper song of all time. Wanted to include that because I don't think they've ever officially released Halo on any kind of official live track with the original band. I feel like that's not the case. Even on that Billion Dollar Babies one, I don't think it's on there. Uh, I think they moved on to playing Unfinished Sweet at that point. I don't think they did both. But also really spotlighting the two extremes of thought and style of the original Alice Cooper group. So I I dug playing those two tracks back to back. Yeah, Yeah, Yeah was taken from a show in Miami, Florida. It's dated May 27th, 1972. And the Halo of Flies track was actually two months prior to that recording, around two months prior, at the Marisol Festival in Puerto Rico on April 2nd of 1972 i was reading the story on that it sounded like a wild show because that recording should have taken place on april 1st on april fool's day but the joke was on them apparently they were ready to go for their actual show time i think their call time was sometime in the middle of the evening and all the bands on the festival played later and later and and just delay 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 and apparently they didn't take the stage until like late in the a.m like almost before sunrise so They were all like just kind of like sleep deprived and kind of just a a weird gig apparently, but they sound great on it. So there you have it. And we're going to continue spotlighting the latest deluxe editions of the Alice Cooper catalog, the Killer and School's Out releases. And we're going to kick off this next twofer of studio rarities right here with the alternate studio version of You Drive Me Nervous. Check it out. Nervous, 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 whoa. Nervous, 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 whoa. Mm. 
falling down my cheek Searching for the sea Tomorrow like the rain I'll be back home again I watch the bus As it pulls out of view Someday like the bus I will be leaving too But you know It breaks my heart To leave you Camelback My high school Now Alone In my beer Well, old friends wave goodbye Well, I guess I'll be leaving too But you know It breaks my heart To leave you Cortez I'll miss you Yes, I will Yes, I will You know Yes, I will Yes, I will You know I will Goodbye Everybody I hope that I will see you again Goodbye Everybody I finally grew up I finally got out of school You know, it reminds me of that time. Remember we put the snake in little Betsy's dress? <laughs> Now I don't think Miss Axelrod was much impressed. Well, I don't think Miss Axelrod was much impressed. No, I don't think old Axelrod was much impressed. Okay, there you go. Two alternate studio takes right there from the two different Alice records. 
Started things off with an alternate take from the Killer album that was an early version of You Drive Me Nervous. I'm sure both of these tracks were done just as a means to do a demo and get an idea of what they're going to do with the song. In no way does that sound like that's a take. But they're fun to hear, like the songs being developed. If you're a hardcore fan, you do want to hear those tracks. And we finished off that twofer with an early version of Alma Mater from School's Out. Alice just going off the cuff there. and Much like the uh, actual finished version where he kind of trails off there at the end. But yeah, I, obviously that's an early version that was not going to be remotely used on the finished album. But it's fun to hear. So yeah, there you go. Hope you enjoyed those two. And we're going to finish things off with just a couple of personal picks. Uh, the last two for here, they don't really have anything in common other than the fact that they're both rare. So one's a studio, one's alive. We're going to start with the studio track here. And I'm uh, pretty positive I've never played this on the show. This is a very rare overseas bonus track from one of my personal favorite Alice records, Dirty Diamonds. There was actually an official bonus track on pretty much every version of Dirty Diamonds, which was that really wild rap rock collaboration with Alice and Exhibit doing that song Stand which is an interesting song I don't really have anything against it but uh, there was a whole other rock song that didn't make the final cut another Alice Ryan Roxy collaboration here and that's always good so I figured I'd share it here with you friends of the show so here's one maybe you've never heard before from the Dirty Diamond sessions this song is called The Sharpest Pain Misery 
Finishing off our Alice Cooper birthday celebration right there with a song that actually just recently returned to the set list. It's been on the last couple of tours, and I really dig that song. That was Bed of Nails, which originally appeared on Trash. I think Alice said that at the top of the song, actually. But they released that as a single, and it didn't really do all that great. I think it did okay in the UK, but not so much over here, despite the fact that the song Poison was like a big, big hit. But none of the other songs 
really made it over here as hits, which is really strange because only My Heart's Talking at the time should have been a big hit, especially when you got Steven Tyler on it. And I think Bed and Nails is catchy enough that at least it could have gotten regular MTV rotation, but oh well. But that particular track, that live version, was taken from the international version of A Fistful of Alice. And I feel like a lot of fans really slept on the Fistful of Alice live album. That is an absolute stellar live album from a stellar mini tour that I actually, that was the first time I saw Alice live, so I definitely have a soft spot for it. But the band is phenomenal. They're just so tight. And yeah, I love that live album so much that I, I finally had to track down all the bonus tracks that didn't come out in America. Better Nails being one of them. Clones is one of them. And a few others. There's some obvious songs. I'm forgetting which ones got cut out of the u.s version but yeah go track that down if you don't have it it is great even the bonus studio song is great on that like yeah just a killer release right there but yes hope you enjoyed that really like that bonus track from dirty diamonds as well sharpest pain and yeah finishing off with bed of nails right there once again if you go see alice live tomorrow he might even be playing that song so that's kind of cool that's a great thing about Alice. I know I've said this multiple times, probably on the multiple birthday shows, but one thing that's great about being an Alice Cooper fan is you got to at least go to every tour because every tour is pretty unique to itself. Most every tour, they change things up quite a bit. Alice always plays the six to eight songs that he's got to play. And then it's kind of just open season for the rest of the set list. Maybe they throw in a new song or two. But they always play some random, at least a couple of random, real crazy deep cuts that are for the hardcore fans because he understands. He's not like a lot of bands where they're like, oh, only a few people care about hearing those songs. Yeah, well, who's really showing up all the time to go see these bands? So give them some payoff, man. Play some deep cuts. Fuck everybody else. They're going to hear their hits. You know, yeah, make it fun. Make it fun for everybody. Okay. But yeah, that's what Alice does, and that's what his band makes sure to do. So that's always important. So that's another thing that makes his band really cool. He's definitely got his best overall band, and I've loved a lot of these lineups. I've seen a lot of these lineups, but of course, this latest band of his is is the best band he's had since the original Alice Cooper group. And the, the original Alice Cooper group, I'd put up with any band that's ever existed, honestly. So this was an easy one. Like I said, Alice made it really easy for me this year with all of his new releases and vault material that came out just over the last calendar year. So thanks, Alice. Thanks, people that put out Alice things. Thanks, Ear Music and Rhino and all those labels. And you don't have to twist my arm to do an easy show because it's kind of rare these days. I usually have to put a lot into these episodes. <laughs> and speaking of which, we're going to continue to play catch up with some of the uh, notable dates and anniversaries that I wanted to celebrate here on the show. I'm just going to come out and tell you the next episode, speaking of some of my all-time favorite acts, we're definitely going to pay tribute to the 50th anniversary of the debut album by Kiss. I got some special stuff planned for that. And I definitely would like to do an episode that pays tribute to the 60th anniversary of the Beatles on Ed Sullivan. And I have an idea of what I'm going to do with that. So that'll be easy enough. I think they're both going to be really fun episodes. So stick around, hang out with me, stay subscribed, tell a friend, all that good stuff. Thanks for reaching out and comment to the ones who do and the ones who give a shit. And uh, yeah, let's just keep going. Till then, stay tuned for my better half, Nola, with the plugs. 
and followed by the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, we give our cats Ruby and Ripley a treat. We are on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going all the way back to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out some of these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRussa and occasionally Joey. We also highly recommend that you check out our good friend Mark Striegel, who can now be heard exclusively on SiriusXM as part of Ozzy's Boneyard and Hair Nation. Last, but certainly not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRussa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent ya. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun. Game show is brought to you by Christ. I can't find it. The hell with it.